0: Neither the time, the training, nor the inclination for strategic thought. <laughs>
1: let's play, let's play, let's play. Knowledge.
0: Yo. Yo, there he is. What's up, buddy? Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful mustachio.
1: How you doing, you beautiful, beautiful man?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I've been uh, a little busy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got a couple of freelance uh, script coverage jobs. Have been fun.
1: What's script coverage?
0: So coverage of a script is literally just break. Like you read the script and you do a full assessment and breakdown.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, basically, right? It's basically like doing a book report, okay. but it's much quicker and it's much more. I guess not quicker, but it's much shorter. It's Oh, yeah, it's, makes been, sense. it's been fun. Other than that, I've also gotten uh, 57 pages done in my own screenplay this last week, and pretty proud about.
1: Hell yeah! Congrats on that.
0: Yeah. Other than that, I have a little diarrhea, but other than that, I'm great.
1: <laughs> just just right. a
0: little bit, like but it's like the good amount, you know, where it's like a smidge. Yeah, where you like you can feel yourself getting lighter, but it doesn't hurt. Like one of those oh. diarrhea's, That's the type you want.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> well. uh Danny's in here I don't know his his uh, username says Chris I'm pretty sure his name is Danny underscore Debido. at least that's what it is on Instagram um, he does like really interesting 3D design work for major companies and we've been following each other for a while he came out to a show I produced a while back so he seems like an interesting guy I spent a lot of time living abroad working abroad so we can ask him about that, but I might as well just let him in, right?
0: Yeah, just get right to it. No Oscar this week, everybody, but yeah,
1: I saw him today. We were at dinner.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: I saw it. Yeah. No, we'll talk later. Yeah. Hello, hello. Whoa, that background is trippy.
0: Oh, I like that background. I don't know
1: even I looks, know what I'm looks, seeing.
0: Uh, samurai? Is that what that is? I what I is? can't tell. I'm. Uh, yeah. there are some uh, women in. Uh, Boud, boud, boudoir outfits. Oh, yeah. I see some
1: lingerie. I see some, some queso. Hey, What's up, Danny? How are you doing?
2: Sorry. Let me fix my audio. Hello? Hey. 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 How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. I love your background.
2: Oh, it's a bunch of girls slowly spinning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: As women are wont to do.
2: Yeah, no, it was from a... Sh- I used to work... Uh, on a rig with a hundred cameras what shooting in a circle and if you slow down the shutter speed you know when you make trails in a photo yeah but if you have that same speed consistently going around the circle you get these trails that are volumetrically
0: correct hi buddy how are you hi Sean how you doing man nice to meet you
2: call me Danny I don't exist Danny, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I don't exist anywhere in any capacity, and I don't take credit for anything I do. Um, wow. It's the most expensive thing I own. And
1: wait, what is
2: anonymity? I don't. Oh. oh. Me and my name together, we don't exist. I'm, but
1: you, you have like a brand though. You have like a style. You have a, you have queso. You have. You have merch. Why,
2: it's an ironic brand that's never meant to be sold. I only give it to people I like. And it makes people want it more.
1: Yeah, you can't buy it. <laughs> do you think? Do you think if enough people want it, would you ever go pr- public with it? It'd be funnier if I didn't. Yeah, that's true. No. I respect that. I respect that. I'm a comedy yeah. first, dude. So, yeah, I know how it is? Yeah, what I mean, looking to do. I, I, I. Well, I want to talk to you about everything. I mean, you're you're an interesting cat. I mean, we've met once, but like. I just want to know more about you because we've been following each other on Instagram for years. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. And I've seen you at Skankfest fest a bunch and stuff like that. You know, it's before, before the shit, we were technically a small community yeah. so, between fans and comedians.
1: True. True. You know, yeah.
2: and, and it's, it's the one thing that I always tell people that like, uh, like you can be a fan of a lot of stuff, but the kind of one-on-one interaction you can get with your favorite comedian, if you're a fan of comedy in New York City, it's you could end up just hanging out and drinking with the dude and talking for hours, just like a thing, just because you showed up to the place earlier and you're not up for a while.
1: That's true. You know what I mean? But to call yourself a fan, I mean, yeah, you're a fan of comedy, but you're also a creative person. And and like, I'm as much curious about you, I'm sure, if not more than you are of me. <laughs> well, yeah, that's
0: what, away, that's, what, that's what we're having on the podcast. Know about you.
2: Oh, no, yeah. Ask away. What do you, you want to know? Talk to me. Okay.
1: Well, first of all, um, how did you get into, like, being a comedy fan? I wanted to know that, like. You know what? It was around 1992.
2: Mm-hmm. My fam, well, I got to this country in 1990.
1: From in where? United,
2: from Venezuela. Okay. We got here before when it was when the getting was good.
1: Yeah. How uh, how
2: old were
0: how old were you when you came over?
2: What? How uh, old I was 10. You? So 1990. And um, we got cable in '92, and with that came Comedy Central and HBO, and I started watching what was comedy back then, you know, mm. and like the first the first comic whose name I remembered on purpose because I wanted to watch his shit more and more was Richard Jenny. Okay. He blew my mind and I was, was a 12 year old kid because his comedy was somewhat clean, mm-hmm. you know, but also very, very good. And like, I like, I remember genuinely liking straight Ellen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I watched so like, like,
2: Straight Ellen was the master at doing this thing. It was just like, so yeah, but no. But yeah, but no, and, and like dragging yeah. it on, and, like, and she was amazing. She was wearing like the fucking suits with the, she would wear a suit like a dude
0: yeah. with like she, she, massive she, she, shoulder pads. Yeah, she yeah, I, mean, like I mean, a mean, if, if, if yeah,
1: you exactly. wanted, if, if you wanted to, if you knew about gay culture, you could have guessed easily back then. I guess. Yeah,
0: I don't think I don't think ever was a straight Ellen. <laughs> I think there was <laughs> no, 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 But but she was.
2: I, I said this earlier, in, in Jess, and now I'm saying it for real. But she was presenting straight. Mm. Before before I came on to do this, I asked my little brother if I was presenting straight. I wanted to be sure.
1: <laughs> are are you straight? Not that it matters. I,
2: I am, but I, I wanted to make sure I was also presenting straight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Why do you care
2: I, I was like, dude, if anybody in this pod asks me, calls me ma'am, or asks me if I'm a woman, we're gonna have problems. <laughs> that, uh, has
1: that uh, happened before?
2: <laughs> no, only with email. But oh, okay. I okay. on my name. I've, I've corresponded with people in email, and then when I meet them, they're like, "You're not a girl," and I'm like,
1: "Yeah." It's- Maybe it's just the Sorry. Venezuelan Venezuelan it, manners.
2: It's uh, my my real name spells unisex, so without seeing anything and the fact that you can't Google me, it's.
1: Oh, I got you. I got you. Uh, we'll we'll keep it as Danny. We'll keep it as Danny, Danny from here. Yeah,
0: just Danny from here on out.
1: Um. But anyway, man. So, okay. So you became a comedy fan watching Richard Jenny. You, you ever hear Rogan talk about Jenny? He talks about him sometimes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I have because to the old school comics, Jenny is kind of a big deal, mm-hmm. you know, and I have heard it in that context, but what I didn't know about again, because I was a child, it was the whole thing with his suicide and the heroin and the drugs and the depression and stuff. He, because to me, he was just a platypus, man.
1: A platypus man? I, I, that was I, the name
0: I was have a special.
1: Okay. I watched like one of his specials. I haven't watched all his stuff. Platypus. I, I,
0: only, I only know that he killed himself. That's the only and, thing I know about it.
1: And <laughs> he wished he was Seinfeld, right? He wished he had that sitcom success.
2: That I don't know about so much from the stuff that I've heard, but I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think his he was and i watched a lot of comedy because comedy central back then actually showed comedy comedy yeah. central back then was just 30 minute comedy specials one after the other yeah. like i remember seeing david tell wearing a, a a dress jacket <laughs> yeah. you know like just completely looking like i this this is not how i normally dress and him doing like and then it's, it's stuff that you then if you watch this early his 30 minute stuff even his hbo stuff you hear some of that stuff in Skanks for the memories yeah which is you know a classic
1: yeah my favorite one of my favorite specials of all time is the extended cut of mitch hedberg's comedy central special
2: okay yeah like the uncensored kind of version of it
1: like when he when he starts doing old material at the end after bombing yeah. for the first 30 minutes
2: <laughs> yeah well, that's you know he lost him and won him back
1: that's the thing yeah it's amazing <laughs> But but anyway, I want to talk more also about your creative. Okay, first of all, you do 3D design, right?
2: You know, technically, I'm an animator. Animator. Okay. I'm an animator, and I happen to animate in 3D. But so, I started as a graphic designer.
1: How how yeah? How did that start? Like what? When did you start it? in graphic design? What were you doing specifically?
2: I started graphic design when I was 16, because mm. when I was around 14, because I'm a huge fucking nerd. um i mean but it's fine nobody ever bullied me
1: yeah
2: um actually i had a moment like i remember in like uh i don't know it was like 2008 2009 Mm -hmm. they started this whole uh the cyber bullying the anti-bullying campaign started Mm -hmm. and i was up real late doing dangerous drugs with friends and the conversation came up and then i was you know like why is this so prevalent why is this a thing why is this coming up and then i was starting to think Hey, you know what? I was a nerd, and nobody ever really bullied me. Yeah. And I started to really look inside and think about it. And I, I, think the reason nobody bullied me was because I was doing the bullying.
0: So I'm wait,
1: I'm, wait you I'm, were I'm, bullying? That's, that's, that's I, usually
0: how it works. So you're bullying, like, bullying,
2: yeah. So I was nobody bullied me because I was bullying people, but not you, much in a physical way, but more in the like psychological sort of way. That's
1: that's the worst way. Who were you bullying? Why were you bullying?
2: <laughs> it was. It was. I was just being
1: abusive because, like, I, I don't.
2: Did you guys go to high school in New York? Yeah, yeah.
1: upstate, not in the city.
2: But well, okay, and you, Sean? Uh, same thing. I was in upstate New yeah. York. So, but, but did, did the crowd like were the hallways so crowded that it was like sardine level, train packed in between periods?
0: Uh, they, were, they were. I wouldn't say sardine, but I mean they were crowded.
2: Well, I mean, I I went to school in New York City, so they were overcrowded. Yeah, and. I remember doing stuff like when the classes would change, I would hang out in front of this office where my computer was and literally dance and take up the space of three people. <laughs> and everybody just had to walk around me.
0: Oh, that's not that bad. But
2: then it, it was, was, was where, where people would say something about it. And I'm like, you're welcome to do something about it. And I think my, just my, my little dude confidence just was bigger than me. And they were like, fuck, he might do something about it. And that was
0: enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of a bully, too, when I was much younger, when I was like 11, 12, 13. Like, I remember in summer camp, I would like bully certain people. But I was also a nerd who never got bullied. Uh, I don't know if it was because I was in special ed and people were just like, this kid's going to blow up the school if we bully him or I don't know. What
2: yeah, the, the special ed kids are explosive. You know what I mean? You got to respect that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, uh, so also you're, it's pretty fucked up to pick on the special ed kid. Like, bully, <laughs> yeah. most bullies usually had a code of conduct. They went with the kid that they just didn't like. They never go up the special. That's pretty fucked. Yeah. So the special ed kids in the junior high school I went to, I think,
2: were put there because they were so violent. Mm-hmm. Because I saw one of them get picked on in lunch once, and it that it, it didn't pan out well for the other kid at all. Oh my god! Like, because this this kid just went off of like, and I'm not. I think that this kid again, he didn't have any like uh, mental disabilities. I think he was just very unruly, Mm -hmm. very hard to discipline. And he, he, it was really ugly. It wasn't cool. Like I didn't want to see that at 14,
1: (laughs) you know what I
2: mean? He like, I don't like the cafeteria is a place I don't want to think about blood. You know what I mean? And there are Mm -hmm. parts of the face that bleed profusely, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know, anything with the nose and mouth yeah and it was like oh like we can't eat around that table anymore now (laughs) you know so but again this this kid wasn't bothering anyone this dude mouthed off and nobody said or did anything to stop it because everybody realized that it's just like you know you could have not done that yeah you know that was an option too so
1: so wait so wait to go back to graphic design you were 16 Oh, How do you start graphic design that seems like a weird thing to start yeah. with I was
2: doing um so I was I was really involved with school stuff so I ended up getting uh, a computer and a desk in the coordinator of student affairs office eventually had my own phone line and mailbox in high school mm-hmm. and so where I was doing all like the calendars and banners and things for school in New York City I'm sure you guys know you need 40 credits to graduate high school. Mm-hmm. By my junior year, I had a 44, so I didn't have to go to school the last year, but my parents wanted me to have the graduation thing. I didn't think it was smart for me to go to college at 16, Yeah, you know, because I wasn't like a prodigy genius. I just gained the the board of education in New York City. It's it's set up for segregation so easily. Like like as, as somebody that grew up in South America, going to private school where not only did you really have to work for it, but your parents were paying for it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know,
2: like there was like a loss going all around. When I got to this country, like the level of schooling, like what kids at sixth grade knew versus what I knew in sixth grade didn't even compare. And then as soon as I got into high school, I realized that, so if you're just a warm body, you'll pass. Right. If you're a warm body that kind of cares, they'll look at you. If you try and participate, all of a sudden, you're not in a room with 41 kids anymore. You're in a room with 32 kids. If you sort of really do care, make an effort and push forward and act like you want it, all of a sudden, you're sitting in a room that holds 40 kids with 11 other kids. Hmm. Sitting in a circle with a teacher. They just separate you. Like, if you really want it, they keep separating you and separating you.
1: Do you mean like in, se- in like yeah. advanced placement or do you yeah, just yeah. Need- yeah
2: they just keep separating you because they don't want you around the other kids that are just there to distract everyone else. Mm -hmm. At least that was my high school experience as a foreigner that came to this country at 10 years old. So then um, I had so many credits that I needed to do something and an intern, uh, it was a program in New York City called City Ass School. It's a horrible name Mm -hmm. because it's City Ass School. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it is a city-ass school. No, so it's called city-ass school, and you can get an internship in a uh, in a real world at 16 or 17, whatever age. And because I had a portfolio of everything I had done at school, I applied to all the graphic design-oriented ones, and one of them was in the Empire State Building, which is a company called Garan. Then they make children's clothes called Garanimals.
1: Oh, I've heard and of that.
2: So at 16, I got my internship And that was using Photoshop 3.5. It's up to version 20. I grew up with Photoshop. So that's a thing that I remember really well. Yeah. And then from then on, it just
1: kept going. I remember learning Photoshop senior year of high school. And like, I was just like, oh, this is fun to like fuck around with photographs. And then I just like didn't really apply myself to it. And now I'm just kicking myself. Like, I could have been so good at it.
2: Can I tell you a weird thing? Sure. Because I know Photoshop so well, I've never augmented a photo of myself to look better.
1: Wow, that's good. I mean, I feel like I feel like only women do that.
2: No, now with the apps, it's super easy for anybody to modify themselves.
1: Yeah, I've never, I've never done it either. I've never done anything like
0: that.
2: But the, the thing is, this though, I've had the power to do it for quite some time, and yeah. I never once abused it. I've, I, I abused everything else. I, I have the word decadence tattooed on me in German. I have, I'm okay <laughs> with stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I
1: take it back about you being straight presenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, I, I, I've never abused. Making myself look better because I know I can, and that would fuck with me somehow.
1: Yeah, no, it's but, a you know? weird thing to do. I mean, I feel I feel like it's weird for women to do that. I feel it's weird for anyone to like try to make themselves look different, unless you're like in VR. I'm. Have you ever read that book, Ready Player One? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool.
1: I the movie it. was
2: nice too. Just some of VFX guy. It was.
1: It was a good study. I didn't see the movie yet, but I'm reading, I'm in the middle of the, I'm in the ending of the book right now. And it's so cool. Just like imagine that. Cause it feels like it might actually happen, you know?
0: Uh, Yeah. It's definitely one of those things that's right around the corner in terms of like our, you know, the way technology keeps progressing the way people are living more and more of their lives online. I mean, yeah, of course people are going to keep creating digital avatars. Like do you guys know what VTubers are? Well, what, what a VTuber is? No. What's a VTuber? So you guys know like Twitch stream, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's basically just that, but people keep making animated or like animated oh, the, or digital. Like anime yeah. girls that don't. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen clips so, like, of that. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works either. I just know that's what <laughs> a lot of, like there's people who do that too. Like they just go up there and they present their avatar and they talk through the avatar the entire time instead of their, you know, face.
1: Well, it's it's coming. Comedy shows are coming to virtual reality. Everything's going to come to virtual reality.
0: So, so my, my, my thing with that is,
2: is that, okay, so let's say, um, let's say what, okay, so let's say what I wanted to do most in my life was play in the NBA, mm-hmm. right? Realistically speaking, that's not happening. It's not happening now. It's not happening when I was younger. It wasn't in my future, right? But if I put enough money together, me and a bunch of friends can probably rent a professional basketball court. And play against each other Mm. now will i have the crowd will i have the thing obviously not but will i get somewhat of the experience at least a taste yes i will get a taste of it but when you want to jerk off to hentai and furry stuff and anthropomorphic stuff it's like you're never gonna get the thing that you want isn't that frustrating like if i really really wanted to fuck a super hot model looking chick that's whatever Money will arrange that for me. She's right. not gonna love me. We're not gonna cuddle. But I'll be like for a few minutes. I'll be like I'm getting it, you know. No. And I can I can go back to that. I can jerk off to that in the future. But if I want to fuck something that's half horse, half wolf, kind of cartoonish,
1: yeah. you know,
2: like I'm never gonna get
1: that. But in VR, you can. You can also yeah. play in the NBA in VR.
0: Yeah, it's also. You know, like, I'm, it's actually, something to be set for. For having a fantasy, you know, it's it's sometimes just fun to fantasize. I fantasize about all kinds of crazy shit. My, as far as I'm
2: concerned, this entire planet is a video game, and everybody in it is an NPC to make it interesting for my path. Okay, I fantasize about all kinds of cool stuff, but I only want to fuck humans.
1: Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? So I guess. Yeah,
1: that's fair. <laughs> I'll fuck an alien if they're real. But Elias
2: are different, though, if, if they manifest, of course, the story. Come on, think about it. All the uh, stories.
1: Hell, yeah. Um, well, OK, so I want to know more still. I want to know more about how you wound up going to Europe and doing all 3D animation and all this shit.
2: You know, that's really weird. The reason I ended up going to Europe was because of this thing behind me. I got involved into this multi-camera array project. It was a series of systems. One had 100 cameras. One had 36 cameras for smaller product things. One had 13 cameras, which was just a a, a photo booth kind of thing that you took to events. Uh, Somehow, some way through the guy that owned it being in the Hamptons, he met a lawyer who happened to be the lawyer for a company that's based out of Italy that makes large format printers, meaning a meter and a half, three meters, you're like five feet and change, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so what happened was is they wanted to get involved with this artist who's a photographer, but, uh, photographers suck. I know this. I know a lot of photographers. I hate them. I design and make camera array systems for photographers. I, I don't like them with detail.
1: Why, why do know? they suck?
2: Cause they're photographers, dude. I mean, come on, you have, if you spend enough time in it, it's like, yeah. And the thing is, is, um, my personal first reason why I don't like photographers, um, is because as a photographer versus an animator, um, so you give me a fast computer and a big monitor, I'm done. I got it all. Then maybe give me twenty thousand dollars worth of software, but you can take a DSLR. I was charging cameras today for a thing. You could take this camera, which costs, let's say, a, a newer version of it. Let's say it costs a thousand bucks. You can attach so many things to this camera. It'll be worth a hundred thousand dollars by the time you're done mm-hmm. and as a computer user i hate that i can't attach that much shit to my machine that was my first reason um afterwards is their attitude the way they conduct themselves how important they feel they are um don't get me going but it's the thing and it's they're all special and that's fine but <coughs> i worked a lot with photographers yeah but um so anyways this photographer dude Uh, He wanted to put art first. Uh, You're talking about a company from Northern Italy that is so far up north, they speak German, Um, and they're machine first. Now, the idea was that we were going to take art and science and put it together for this perfect combination, and it didn't happen Hmm. because the artists wanted things faster. So, for example, in product design, Let's say you came up to me right now and you're like i have a new product my first prototype went well and i say to you when do you expect to launch and you tell me two and a half three years i'll go wow that fast mm. you have a new product and you can go to market that fast i don't believe that a a a, a product cycle can be anything from three to five years microsoft lost like a billion dollars in change over 10 years on the xbox and now they just they can't count the money fast enough right there are people that buy multiple xboxes and they already own one it's amazing you know so he was used to things happening overnight because me and my friends didn't sleep and made this thing visually happen to make something visually happen it's not the same as making a new machine, getting electric engineers, testing stuff, making making sure things work, working out timings. You know, the, the last machine that we ended up building, I could guarantee to you that these shutters will open and close within plus or minus two milliseconds from one another. The human eye doesn't recognize anything until around 80. Your brain doesn't recognize anything until around 150. Your airbags go off before you know you're in a car accident. And I was able to deliver plus or minus two milliseconds from camera to camera when you put them in a sequence. You know, so he didn't understand that that took a while. So that first division became an emotional mess with yelling and feelings and things and cursing. So then we were contact. So then this Italian company was contractually obligated to deliver this machine. So then they created a division from that. So from that division, that was just developers. I didn't have to be there, but the guy that was running it said, "I want you to stay." So I stayed on, and I oversaw everything that was happening with the building of these 120 camera system. It's uh, it's 18 feet from edge to edge. It's about 16 feet tall. It has 120 Sony cameras in it. It's awesome. I love it. It's great. So I- wait, wait.
1: I want to, I want to, I want to visualize this in more detail. So it's like a staging area in the middle right are these cameras rotating or are they stationary
2: so the cameras are stationary but they shoot in sequence as fast or as slow as we needed them to because we were also able to use them as a high speed camera so if i was to shoot one camera every frame which is at 24 frames a second a 24th of a second you have 120 cameras you get about five seconds of footage but if we shot every camera with a delay of let's say you know 15 or 20 milliseconds we can take those five seconds and turn them into two seconds of high-speed footage Hmm. so we had that kind of level of control and i got to work with some really cool fucking nerds and some really great like german like i got to work with german engineers to make my boards and stuff like that and it was great and i loved it
1: and it was amazing What was that process like working with engineers as a, as a designer and animator? So, um,
2: I had to learn how to communicate with them. Like I had to learn their language and how to speak to them because I was coming from animators, working in studios, in New York city, hanging out with gay producers and going to parties and you get a cool new lunch menu every day. And then I had to go talk to German people that made machines and first of all the humor does not hold up from one side to the other and their humor actually is better because it's darker
1: yeah but
2: you got to understand it first um so i had to understand that you have to talk to them kind of like uh without feelings and it gets you the best results because they don't care about your feelings either so if you don't care about their feelings they respect that because you're like oh you're just telling me the numbers i need okay cool here you go so, um, I, I, so I so I went from designing posters and banners for my high school to making machines that were then made, and then so that com- when that division was uh, coming to an end, I thought my job was coming to an end as well. And about two weeks before, two weeks before the computer, the company was completely dissolved the CEO of the Italian company came to the States and my boss, who's now his assistant, his strategic assistant, and he said, hey, Chris, let's go let's go have a drink. And it was around noon. Uh, so we went around the block. The studio was on 27th and Broadway. We went around the block and then we sat down and we had what I thought was a really nice conversation that I didn't realize was my job interview.
1: Hmm.
2: I just agreed to a lot of stuff. And because they would go, hey, would you be interested in doing this? And I kept saying yes. To me, would you be interested? It's not a contract. That's not a job offer. And it's not an official interview, right? So they asked me a bunch of stuff that I said yes to. And then when the office was about to close down, I go to my boss and I'm like, dude, listen, thank you so much for everything you taught me. I learned a lot about higher level corporate industry stuff from them because that's what they know and i told them thank you for everything that you taught me and i'm pretty sure you're going to say yes but i would really appreciate a nice letter for me moving forward right because i was also wanting to leave the post-production tv market to go into something more structured just because i'm getting older you know don't get me wrong i love animating stuff and doing shit like that all day but i i defended office Two weeks ago, it was crazy. I was like, uh, like twenty-seven-year-old me would have kicked my ass for defending Office, and I'm like, well, how else did you manage this many projects? You, know, Wait, I,
1: you defended what? Microsoft Office. Oh.
2: Like, okay. I, like I used to fear that. I used to fear using Office because mm-hmm. that meant things were over and you weren't having fun anymore because you were using Office. So, um, I thought that was going to come to an end. And then I asked my boss, and I'm like, hey, dude, so you know, I really appreciate this letter, and he's like. For what? And I'm like, well, I'm going to need a job. And he's like, what about the job you agreed to two weeks ago? Do you not want to do that anymore? And I'm like, what do you guys mean? And they're like, yeah, you just keep working for us now. (laughs) And that was it. And now I've gotten to work on a bunch of stuff. Now I work on everything. So we have this small subdivision that does a lot of computer vision research, a lot of AI based stuff. So I'm doing a lot of things with uh, photogrammetry, which is when you create a 3D model from photos only.
1: But where is all this stuff going? What is is this to make products? Is this to make Mm -hmm. art like, okay, products,
2: money. So I work (laughs) on a lot of stuff. So because, you know, we're very, you know, all our initial contacts are European based. I'm Mm -hmm. working on uh, two different companies that make hiking and sporting kind of you know shoes and stuff like that because it's very big out there those people love their fucking mountains (laughs) and by the way when you spend enough time there yeah i used i like so i so march 1st i left march 1st last year i left italy literally i was supposed to come back two weeks later like i had meetings and stuff lined up that were based on me coming back and then in between that time we locked down completely right Mm -hmm. before that i would i i could tell you so before that when i got my tickets to go to italy i would go to wolfram alpha i don't know if you know what that is it's so you know when you ask siri something yeah it asks wolfram alpha okay So when you ask it the time, like when you ask it for like to do calculations for you, like, hey, what's this, what's this, minus this, whatever, right? You know, when you Mm -hmm. use Siri as a calculator, just as an operator, it's asking Wolfram Alpha. So before, so the secretary chick would go, hey, Chris, uh, you need tickets? And I would go to Wolfram Alpha, and I would know when I was leaving, and I would ask it, how many days is 89 days from this day? To leave on that day. 90 days is your limit before they want tax money
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know as an american citizen so I, I i would just like i would like i used I, i've gone to europe on a whim at least three times in one year like one time i got an email that just had an emirates flight number and that meant get on that
1: who's you know that right? your, your so. boss yeah yeah
2: that meant get on this plane like this plane leaves at eight o'clock. I sent you this email at four a.m., which for them is ten a.m. Because I, I wake up between four and six a.m. Monday through Friday, depending on what I have to do work-wise. Because four a.m. is ten a.m. at headquarters.
1: God damn, you're a soldier.
2: I live in one and a half time zones. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's weird, but it's neat. I get really tired on Friday nights
1: yeah that's i mean i couldn't do that i would lose my mind but i want to know more about like what it's like culturally hanging out over there like kind of living over there sometimes as an as an american you know what's the
2: biggest thing i will have to say as somebody who's been in and out of corporate america and then freelance america and then like i i started working in the latino market and in the latino market i mean Talk about Me Too City. Oh my God! If I explained to you the kind of stuff that was acceptable in 2007 in an office in New York City, we would all be in fucking jail. You guys <laughs> too for me telling you. I mean, the grabassery, the 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 the, the stuff that we talked about, the jokes, the, the insensitive stuff, the racism. Sounds funny. <laughs> and, and but you you put a you it's a place with nothing but latinos so nobody cries yeah you know what i mean so i started in that market um which was great because it was parties and going to clubs and hot hostesses and just and drugs so much drugs mm-hmm. i did a whole segment of playing paintball where i shot like 1800 paintballs at nothing it was pretty cool um fuck what were we talking about
1: uh, european culture oh, yeah yeah so then so from
2: being in all these cultures you know what was the biggest takeaway when you go to drink with people you work with you don't talk about work
1: yeah yeah you
2: don't whereas here you can so for example i've worked in companies where it was like me and you have your group of 10 people and then you go out to drink afterwards and then you spend four hours drinking and all you do is talk about work
1: yeah i mean i just went out to dinner with my my office and I'd say 80% of the time we weren't talking about work, but there was a little work talk. Over there is 0% of the time. That's nice. Like
2: so much so where somebody's like, yo, what are you doing? are you fucking stupid? are you talking about work? We just left work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think Europeans in general do have a better work to life balance, right? They they do, and you know
2: what though? I've noticed that it also works in different ways. So for example, Back at where the headquarters, the uh, factories attached to the headquarters, um, I asked, um, how come everybody leaves Friday at noon? Because over there, they have to work X amount of hours, right? Mm-hmm. So what everybody does is they come in a little bit early every day so they can leave early on Friday. Yeah. So much so that, the, and I've noticed this, this was crazy to me. So Monday through Thursday, you don't see the cleaning stuff until around 4 or 5 p.m. On Fridays, you see them at eleven thirty, because everybody has agreed that Friday is the end of the week, and we want to leave early and have some fucking fun. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So th- I would say that also the like I've gotten to work in the super crazy New York City post production commercial world for this, that, and the other, and a ten-hour, twelve-hour days for a month straight is not uncommon. But you're getting paid by the hours you don't care Mm -hmm. you know what i mean whereas over there i've literally been told like why are you still working right like and i'm like hey i'm really trying to do this thing and it's just like well can you finish it tomorrow and it's like well yeah but i was trying to get as much time as possible and it's just like well get your shit and let's go eat (laughs) like i've literally been told by my boss like what are you doing like let's go we're yeah. gonna go eat and drink right now. Come on, this is that, this is not that important.
1: That's how it should be. I mean, that's the priorities. We gotta yeah. we gotta live our fucking lives and not try to make profit the be all end all of life. And they found a pretty cool balance. And I'm I
2: I get I I get treated really, like I'm super spoiled at work, dude. Like almost illegally so. Mm. And and the only person that's more spoiled than me is my mm. boss. And the only person that fucks with my boss is me and his boss together rolling him, you know, like like just going like just picking on him. We have a so let's say his name is Andrew,
1: mm-hmm. okay.
2: To imagine, uh, we have a WhatsApp group: mm-hmm. me, the CEO of the company, and him, and it's called Two Guys and Andrew, where we just post like funny shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm, and, and, I don't know. I don't, how long is this thing? I I, I don't want to. Uh, we're, we're probably gonna wrap. end
1: in a, in a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah,
2: yeah. It's about forty minutes. But yeah, uh, no, okay. So real quick. So give me two yeah. minutes. Yeah, Fuck yeah, Austria. Yeah. Okay, they completely <laughs> destroyed my whole way of being there. One fucking night last year, I had to spend the night in Innsbruck. Because uh, they got a fucking warning from Italy. And then it's like, no, we can't have the trains going anymore. And I had to stay in this fucking hotel. And it completely fucked up a bunch of meetings for me. And then the next day, I woke up at 4 30 a.m. to read the news. And they're like, yeah, the trains are running at 5 a.m. again. And I'm like, what do you think? The virus checks its watch. You think the virus goes, all right, guys, it's 5 a.m. Let's get it moving. Let's get these guys take the train again. And then on the way back recently, in uh march no the end of february um you could travel through anywhere in europe if you had a negative corona test Mm -hmm. and if you had a letter of invitation meaning you had business to do there and you know i I had letters for business Mm -hmm. in a lot of places and i was able to get through back and forth fine and then all of a sudden austria lost their shit in a way that it took a three-hour train ride from munich to brixen and turned it into a 10-hour train ride, which ended culminated in me crossing the Australian-Italian border on foot after I took a car from a train station while a taxi waited for me on the other end. Hmm. Also, they played the biggest trick ever on everybody around and made everybody believe that Hitler was German because he's not he's austrian and he's from Linz and he's a piece of shit and those people are racist as fuck because i drink with them a lot and i'm also pretty racist and we jam so i'm just saying (laughs) i have my stuff with austria i wanted
0: to make sure that this made it to the show okay okay well (laughs) that's a good that's a good note to end on that
1: that might be the clip um (laughs) but but danny yo um was fun having you on man let's let's grab some drinks sometime
2: Yeah, stuff is open again i'm pumped yeah i'm gonna see you guys around all right
1: where where can people not buy queso gear
2: (laughs) i don't exist if you want to see old work i've done just go to chrisfox.com with a k it should be
1: how do you spell that
2: k-r-i-s-f-u-c-k-s Okay. I, I realized that a bunch of porn stars had the domain like Diamond Fox, my name <laughs> Fox, this Fox. And then I thought, I fuck. And then I went to GoDaddy and ChrisFox.com was available. So that forwards to my reel now. All I right. Can't. ChrisFox.com.
1: F U C K S? Yeah, yeah. Like the Oh, I see it. Chriswork.de.
2: Well, it's, that's my reel from back home, but ChrisFox just points there. But yeah,
1: it's a thing. That's cool, man. All, All right, right. Thank Thank you so much for doing the podcast, man.
0: Thank you, buddy. Yeah, man.
1: Appreciate
0: it. Ciao, ciao. All right.
1: Ciao, Bye. buddy. All right.